This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, episode 48. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. Now, as we are fast approaching the end of another year, when you look back over the last 12 months, how are you tracking? Did you achieve what you set out to achieve? Or maybe you're just a little bit disappointed that you're not further along than you thought you would be in your business or your career. Today's guest has been able to secure one of the top awards in her industry and today she's going to share some of the key steps that enabled her to achieve that and joining me on today's show is Jenny Brown. Jenny's the CEO of a financial planning business in South Melbourne. She works with both pre and post retirees as well as Gen X and Gen Y clients. She supports them in helping them achieve their goals and on today's show Jenny's going to share that anything is achievable if you set goals. She's also going to share the importance of getting a mentor or a business coach and setting up a business advisory board, as well as why you should create an awesome, flexible working environment. So welcome to the show, Jenny. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Now, just some milestones. I always love to share milestones uh, with listeners because it kind of gives a snapshot of who you are, where you've been, things that you've achieved. Now, you won the AFA Advisor of the Year. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it was really exciting. So um, going back to 2012, I was nominated and went through the process and became a finalist. And each step along the process, I went, wow, that's amazing. You know, why me and how do we compare with other advisors? We didn't win in, or I didn't win in 2012, but then 2013, I was nominated again. And there was a lot of learnings that I got out of going through the process up to being a finalist the year prior. Mm -hmm. And one of them was a a client benchmarking survey, also a practice benchmarking survey. So we took a lot of the the learnings out of that and really applied them to the business. And... uh, really made a huge change and then went on to win in 2013. So it was actually amazing and it's really springboarded JBS into a better business, very, very client focused and everything we do is making sure we put the clients first and it's just been great. Amazing. And also you won the FS Smiley Scholar of the Year, which was a social media award. So when you're thinking about then saying anything is achievable if you set goals, I don't know about you, Jenny, but I've spoken to a number of people. And in fact, one workshop I attended, one of the women there, and she was involved in the financial industry, she was an accountant, said, I don't set goals until I really know that I can achieve them. Some people just don't like setting goals. 
Yeah, it, it's interesting because that's one of the things that, you know, when I'm speaking to a prospective client, you know, I always ask them to come into the appointment considering what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And often, and I, I would say it's probably 50-50, you know, so that those that, that actually don't set the goals, it's a matter of then us working through, you know, asking them what's important, what's important mm-hmm. in life to them. And you actually do find out eventually what their goals are. And I think sometimes people are frightened to put it out there mm-hmm. because they may not achieve it. Whereas my view is you have to put it out there because if you actually put it out there to the, to the universe and you have it fixed on a, on a wall in your office or on the bathroom mirror, whatever it happens to be, mm. you're more likely to actually achieve it than if it's you know, locked away and nobody knows about it. Yeah, and I totally agree with the fact that some people are a little bit hesitant to voice their goals. Sometimes they're setting them so big they, they seem almost overwhelming. And sometimes even people go into the, well, I don't know how I'm going to achieve it, so I might as well not even put it down because I just don't know how. But I think what you're saying is you may not have the how yet, all of the answers or resources, but you can't work towards something if you don't know what that something is. When you think about setting goals then, do you tend to look how far ahead? Because for some people, goal setting is quite a new a new thing, believe it or not, or they're, they're being a little bit brave this year and for the following year, they're now going to set some goals. Let's, let's set some uh, parameters up that's going to be really supportive for them. Yeah, so look, we if I if I look at JBS as a as a business, you know, we have ninety day goals, mm-hmm. um, and we've got two teams in here that uh, each team has their own ninety day goals. We also have uh, twelve months, three year, and five year. But as you say, you know, it's like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So if you can actually chunk that five year, or if five years is too long, bring it back to three year. And then chunk that down so that you've then got bite-sized pieces to say, well, where do you want to be in 12 months? Okay, so how are we going to get that? Mm. Let's work on the next 90 days, then reassess, look at where we've been, um, have we achieved our goals, and then what do we need to do for the next 90 days? And and each 90 days, we have a different project within the, the business. And um, at the moment, we're actually concentrating on, on marketing and, and revamping a lot of our marketing material, a lot of videos and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's been great because it's a renewed focus. Um, and that's not to say that we weren't doing it, but it's just a, a renewed focus to say, right, you know, are we are we doing the right thing to attract our target clients? So you're really sitting down, looking at everything we've got um, and then working towards, you know, making sure that you know, we have the right material to then set us up really well for 2017. So, you know, I think it's really important to, to keep breaking it down and reviewing. Have you found that whilst you and your team may not have known exactly the type of resources or what support you needed, that once you voiced, this is what we want to achieve, resources just happened to show up? Uh, look, I'm a big believer of putting things out there to the universe because, mm. and that's why I love goals and I love written goals. And I love written goals that are in front of your face. So we've got whiteboards in, in here, or actually they're purple because that's that corporate colour. But, you know, and there's lots of that sort of stuff around the office. All of our goals are written there. So every time you walk past them, you know what the goals are, what the business goals are, what the team goals are, what the next 90 day goals are. 
And that might be, you know, a combination of revenue. It might be activities as well. We've put it out there and it just generally seems to then happen. And sometimes you have a stretch target and you don't achieve it. But that's okay because it's still a stretch target. You reevaluate, sit where you're at, and then look at the next 90 days to say, right, how can we get to the next 90 days? Yeah, the fact that you and your team are doing this together, I think is incredible as well, which leads us to the next point that you're wanting to, to, to share today, that there is really significance in getting a mentor and a business coach, and even you'll, you'll talk about a business advisory board to really support you in your business. Would you say that uh, your business mentors and, and coaches and advisory boards have been a significant support for you in your business growth? Oh, absolutely. And and it's really interesting, you know, early on, I didn't really realise that I had uh, mentors and it wasn't, you know, till later on you sit back and reflect, you say, well, yes, that actually I did. And they were my go-to people and, and probably still are. Um, you know, I've got a couple that are, you know, within our profession um, and some outside. And they're, they're people that, you know, should I have a a question or an issue or something comes up, you know, I can pick up the phone and say, look, you know, I've got this scenario. This is what I'm thinking about doing. What are your thoughts? Or, you know, can I buy you a cup of coffee and, you know, I just need to pick your brain. And that works really well um, from a, a mentor point of view because usually they're, they're people that have gone through everything that you're going to go through anyway. But in terms of a business coach, I've got two and a business advisory board is, is been absolutely pivotal in JBS's success. So we, we put that in place in about 2008, nine, and it's made up of my accountant, my business coach and two of our key clients. And they have challenged me and stretched me over the years. And it's, it's been fantastic. You know, every time, because the two care clients were both very, very successful business people in their own right, but they'd been through similar sort of, you know, growing pains, similar sort of experiences over the years. So if I had a, a staffing issue, they were able to say, well, you know, this is what we did. Rather than give me answers, they challenged me to think about, you know, solutions and, and what we could do ourselves. That, that's proved absolutely instrumental in us turning the business around from being okay in terms of the way it's run to being you know profitable um mm -hmm. successful growing uh and a great team when you think of your business advisory board did you approach them and and ask them to become part of this board what process did you go through if you recall back 2008-9 it was just post jfc mm -hmm. and the markets were terrible, the global financial crisis, the markets were terrible and business revenue, No, nobody was investing. So business revenue was okay, but we weren't growing and you know we were spending so much time on the phones talking to clients that you know we were, were covering our costs and that was about it. And so I sat back and went, okay, we need to look at what we need to do to, um, to to get through this. And whilst we were constantly talking to our clients and we didn't lose any clients, you know, it was really, really time consuming. So mm. I spoke to my accountant at the time and said, look, I think I need some help and I think I need to open up all of the financials and, and the business and the way it works and get some outside input. I'm not quite sure how to do this, but I'm thinking about setting up a business advisory board. What would you suggest? And and he said, that would be, yep, I think that would be great. So 
I spoke to my business coach and she thought it was a great idea as well. And we looked at the clients and I, when I was talking with my accountant, I said, I need obviously people who have run businesses um, and who are very clear thinking and would be prepared to challenge. So we actually, it was interesting, both of us came up with the same two clients. Mm. Uh, one had been in BRW's fastest growing uh, rich list three years in a row. He ended up selling his business to a publicly listed company and has since retired. And the other one sits on lots of boards mm -hmm. of small businesses um, and startup companies and also those that are just pre-listing or, or pre-having venture capital investors. Mm -hmm. And so their breadth of experience was really quite wide. And I, I approached them both uh, and asked them. And they were both delighted and said, look, we'd love to do that. And the, the accountant and the business coach was part of their fixed price agreement in terms of the contract that sit mm -hmm. on the board. But the, both of the clients said, no, we actually want to see you grow and we want to help you. So we won't charge wow. um, for our time. That was just amazing to me, you know, that, that two business people who, I won't say time poor, but they probably had better things to do than meet mm -hmm. with me once a quarter. Yes. Um, they they really wanted to to you know see how they could help me develop and and you know how JBS could go from where we were at to where we wanted to be and and that was that was fantastic so you know I took I take them out to lunch uh, dinner you know a couple of times a year and bought them a nice bottle of wine for the Christmas presents but the information and the knowledge that they shared was just awesome mm, I can absolutely imagine and so you say that you get together once a quarter so does that mean yes. that your business coach and your accountant meet alongside you and the two other business yes. Yes. Yeah, people. Yeah. Yes, great. Yes, yeah. And we go through all of, you know, the financials, um, ratios. We look at our marketing, our HR, the whole lot. So wow. really, and the goals and things like that. And and let me tell you, the first meeting that we had, you know, I'm going back, you know, seven years, seven years or so. They were um, they were brutal. They actually both called me the next day. Both the clients said, <laughs> Are "You okay?" <laughs> And I think that was because, wow. you know, here am I, I'm sitting there and, you know, here's, here's all my business stuff and yes. financials and the questions that they were firing at me, it was, yeah, a little bit overwhelming, mm -hmm. but it's been... It's been brilliant. One Amazing. of the best things I ever did. Amazing. I mean, I can imagine just being a fly on the wall, the ideas. When you mm. when you get together with people who just really understand, you know, have this depth of wealth of knowledge, I can imagine there would be lots of notes being taken through those meetings for sure. Oh, and and typically do the, do the um, appointments that you have, the meetings that you have, go for about an hour or, or are they longer? Uh, we, we limit it to two hours. Yeah. So it's, it's two hours and everything has to be prepared beforehand. Yes. So we usually meet sort of second or third week of the month following the quarter. Yeah. Um, and all of the uh, updated business analysis, where all the you know referrals are coming from, what marketing we've done, all the business stats, uh, figures, percentages, all of that gets emailed. So I, I send that around. And so they've all got that and that has to be, uh, sent out the week prior so you know, very much like a, uh, a normal board would work and they all have a read of it and we stick to an agenda uh, which is usually fairly similar um, unless there's a pressing urgency of something which doesn't generally happen anymore it mm. did happen <laughs> later on um, but uh, yeah and it's, it's great and then I follow up with minutes and action points and it's usually all stuff that I have to do um, yeah. or people in the team here 
but it's you know very much the the minutes then get sent around and um yeah Amazing. As, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking, I'm, lots of ideas going through my mind. Would you have someone within that meeting that takes the notes so that you can concentrate also on what's being said? Or do you typically take the, the notes as people are, are sharing their wisdom? Yes, yeah, so I typically take the notes. However, we use a pen called a LiveScribe pen. And <sighs> the LiveScribe pen actually uh, records. So you when you take the notes, you use a special pad, a pad that's got calibrated lines, I'm not quite sure exactly the technical yes. on yeah. how it works, but what it does is it records the voice and then as you're writing, so you know, you might go through, I might write the word profitability and then we'll talk about the profitability of the business. That then goes onto the computer and becomes a PDF. So if I actually want to replay, you know, conversations that come out after we, you know, the next five minutes of after we talked about profitability or marketing or whatever it happens to be. Um, then I just press the cursor to that word and it plays the recording from that, that time. So, yes, wow. I can take notes. I'm, I'm very much in the meeting, but mm. because it's recorded, uh, then it captures everything that's said anyway. And mm -hmm. so we can always go back to, uh, to the recording and make sure that, you know, if there was action points or anything to be done, it gets done. Yeah. Now, I could have send that away and have it tri transcribed, um, but I haven't because I haven't needed to. And you generally, generally what I find too, and you, you may be the same, when you do take notes, as you do through a meeting, when you revisit those notes, it kind of takes you back to the time when you're in that meeting, so you can recall yes. a number of things. That's what I find uh, as well. Yes. My inner geek has just gone, oh. <laughs> just <laughs> really, I mean, that's just uh, fantastic. I mean, this interview in itself uh, is an amazing masterclass for someone who's thinking about setting up uh, a business advisory board. So. Thank you so much uh, for sharing. I don't think it actually matters how big or small you are either. Oh um, yes, to, I know. To set one up, so mm. it's never never too late to do it, and it's never too early to do it, in my view. Look, so. I think as as a business owner, sometimes we are just too close to the business or to a challenge or an issue, or we may not even realise that we're actually spinning our wheels. Whereas if we took a step back and did something slightly differently, uh, we could have much better results. So having people that are external from the business that bring insights and wealth, you know, for, from their area of expertise, I can imagine it can be so beneficial. Yes. Um, yeah, as you say, no matter how long or how short you've been in business, because let's face it, there are many things that we do that other people have done a lot quicker, a lot faster. So if we can avoid mistakes and speed up some of the processes, I say go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would there be anything different? Like you've obviously been doing this for a number of years now. Has there been significant changes in the way that you've set up maybe your meetings or something like that, that you think, gosh, if we had done this many years Years ago, when we first started the advisory board, imagine where we'd be now, or, or pretty much it stayed the same. The advisory boards evolve. We probably cover the same sort of things, and we read the papers. So everything I send out is read, so we don't necessarily concentrate on going through the figures because they all know what's in there. It's probably more on these are the issues that we've come across, or this is what's happening in the market, or this is what we've got coming up. Um, mm -hmm. And then that's what we tend to to focus on. And also, it's really you know Q and A. I pick their brains yeah, um, a yeah. lot of the time. 
you know, in the environment or the business. Yeah, and I would imagine in your case, I mean, you've just picked some incredible people around you. If someone were to set up an advisory board and perhaps after a number of years or even a number of sessions, they recognise that, oh gosh, we're, we're going expanding into another area. It would be great if we got someone who was involved in X, Y, Z. I'd imagine that, you know, you give yourself permission as the business owner to invite other people and, and, and perhaps to change that advisory board up as the need need uh, goes yes absolutely fantastic let's talk about creating an awesome flexible working environment why is that so important look I think you know we spend eight hours a day five days a week you know 52 weeks a year or 48 take out holidays with people and if you don't enjoy coming to work what's the point you know mm. it's, it's effectively a third of your of your life Mm -hmm. um, that you know you spend you know at work and so I think you need to enjoy the people you work around you need to work as a team and I'd like to to think that the the culture and and the team here is is very much one of fun hard work professionalism but fun and look we have things that we've got a foosball table one of the guys in here had one at home and said look we never use it you know how about I bring it in and I went that'd be awesome so you know, the rule is you can't play it when uh, a client's in the boardroom. But other than that, so it's great. It makes for a bit of lightheartedness. We have an arcade machine, you know, those old arcade machines with Space Invaders and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've got one of those. And we'll have Friday lunches where the guys, you know, usually during the week they will bring in their own lunches. So, you know, we've got a full kitchen and, and you know, with microwaves and sandwich makers and toasters and stuff like that. You know, Fridays they'll they'll choose whether it be you know snits or pico pico or a, you know pizza or whatever. So they actually you know we sit around as a team, whoever's in on a Friday, and even if you don't want to buy lunch, eat your lunch as a team, and and um, you know take the time out to to chat and and get to know the people that you're. Um, that you're working with so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's really important we also do uh, usually quarterly activities so end of financial year and Christmas um, I always take the team out to, to lunch um, and we have a private dining room somewhere and um, yeah have a bit of fun and a few drinks and then on the other quarters then you know we'll often do things like uh, we play bubble soccer um, which was so much fun and videoed that so uh, that's up on our YouTube and we've had lawn bowls and uh, we've had movie nights and mm -hmm. tempin bowling and all sorts of stuff so it's, it just builds the team um, and the, the environment and I think it's you know from that point of view it fosters really good relationships of helping people work together yes uh, you know especially when we're helping other helping our clients so much um, and we're focusing on them mm -hmm. we need to also take the time out to look at the the JBS team and what we're doing and, and make sure that it's not all number crunching and and silence because you know you've, you've got to celebrate the wins and you've, you've got to enjoy who you work with so important and you know as clients when we go into a workplace and the workplace is tense because of what's going on between yes. the relationships within the team members you can pick that up can't you you can just yes. sense that absolutely and i think that you know by having a bit of you know lightheartedness in here it does alleviate that you know mm -hmm. you're very right and 
our clients know who we are and in fact you know we have the, all the guys have nerf guns in here the rule <laughs> is you can't buy your own when you join it has to be given to you so a birthday present or secret santa um and um you know all of a sudden there'll be a nerf gun war you know will come out something will happen and you know somebody will trigger it and, and it's mm -hmm. off and it's just that that, that bit of fun that yeah. i think it breaks all the tension, as you said, yes. you know, and creates a great you know, environment. I yeah. mean, it's good enough for Google and Facebook. It's good enough for JBS. Oh, look, absolutely. And I absolutely agree, particularly if you're in the industry where you are looking at a lot of numbers, a lot of anal analyzing and things like that. Um, my goodness, just to be able to change your focus a little bit and being, bring that flexibility and creativity can do absolute wonders for your creativity, thinking out of the box, and just how we approach our, our work. And, and guess what? I think environments that are fun, that you can relax, be yourself, um, is one that allows for the collaboration and uh, the strengthening of teams, for sure. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. So how can people find out more about uh, you and, and, and about your company? Probably our website's the best place to start. So it's uh, jbsfinancial.com.au. You can see all the team. You can see videos. It's got all our contact details. You can connect with us on, on or me on LinkedIn, um, Jenny Brown, JBS. It's, uh, I think they're the best places. And then, you know, see a little bit about who we are, what we do. And, um, yeah, happy to, uh, happy to have a chat to anybody that's interested in in finding out more about you know advisory boards or um, if they need a great financial advisor then uh, that's us yeah fantastic so of course uh, all of the contact details will be up on our show notes and to grab those uh, annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 48 annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 48 jenny if there were one last thing that you would want to leave with everybody today what would that be it's never too late to start to reach your goals and your dreams. The other thing is, I often say this, if you don't ask, the answer is no. So always be prepared to ask because you never know, you just might get a whole lot of guesses. Love it. Are you a specialist who supports small business and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast, and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach, and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have gotten so much out of that and taken lots of notes. By the way, thank you so much for those of you who have subscribed to our iTunes channel. By subscribing, it means that you are going to be the very first person to know each and time we release a new episode so that you can continue to be inspired each and every week. If you haven't already subscribed and you don't want to miss out, all you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes at annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Make it a great one. See you later, Jenny. Thanks again. Thanks,
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.